Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to a, another episode of the Tradie Business School podcast, the only podcast you'll ever need to grow and scale your trades-based business, building an asset and removing yourself as the liability. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm your host today. I have a partner in crime with me. My co-host today is Louise Ledbrook. She's been on the podcast uh, once or twice before, big part of uh, me and what I do. This month, we're celebrating International Women's Day. I nearly said Woman's Day, but that's the magazine. International Women's Day, and we've turned it into International Women's Month because I just couldn't jam enough into one episode, needed to spread it out and give every woman their own episode of the amazing women that we've got lined up for this month. But uh, without waffling on too much more, Lou, thanks for joining me once again. I hope you're well. What's uh, What's been happening in your neck of the woods? Thanks for having me. Oh, busy as usual, but doing all fun and exciting things. So can't complain too much. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so today, uh, well, not today's International Women's Day. Today's episode is international about International Women's Day. So firstly, happy International Women's Day. Thank you. For, for whenever that rolls around in amongst this episode. The reason I wanted to get you on is, you know, there's a couple of different reasons. One, you're an amazingly strong, powerful woman that's in my life, and and I wanted to thank you for being that that beacon. But I think what's really important here is we want to, you know, empower other women who might be struggling in and around construction industry, trades industry, and while that's not your story, you've certainly worked in heavily male-dominated industries in the finance sector and the, and the tech sector. So I really wanted to, I guess, go right back to the start of your career that started nearly 20 years ago, or no, over 20 years ago. Wasn't it yesterday? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So your career, your career's just had its uh, 21st birthday not long ago. Yeah, so great. That's, let's do it. Let's so it. that sound <laughs> makes you sound really young. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you, you know, you've you've seen a big transition, like we've gone yeah. through this, I guess, this archaic period. And look, us men have got a lot to do, and I've said this in some of the other podcasts, talked about the embedded misogyny in men. I know it's something that I I work on. I know it's something I get pulled up on sometimes by you as well, which which I love. No, I don't love it, but, <laughs> but you know. It's not your I, fault. I, it's embedded. <laughs> yeah, correct. But I, I want to be, be a better man and, and support, you know, women in general. So, yeah, let's, you know, this is not about me. This is about you. Let's go back to the start. Tell me about, talk to the, the people about how you, how you got into those sectors yeah. and what they were like. I guess what I really want to talk about is what it was like back then. I guess the transition that you've seen to this point. Yeah. And, you know, where we really need to go in the future. Yeah. So it's interesting. So a lot of my career has been, my career anyway, has been, tech and finance sectors, um, although I have clients that are in a whole bunch of different sectors, including construction uh, and both males and females, as an example. Um, and also my dad's an architect, so I spent a lot of time with him when I was even younger before my career and I saw a lot of, and mostly male, obviously, industry, especially back then. But 
Interestingly, I think the different sectors have actually moved differently and at different paces. Mm. So obviously we're living in like a a technology-driven world these days and I think that that industry has moved much faster towards being more balanced males and females than the finance and even construction industries. Definitely construction is getting there. You can see glimpses of it. Yeah. Definitely not at the speed of technology industry. Yeah, no, um, unfortunately, we're not the sharpest tools in the shed in the construction industry. Um, I hope I don't offend too many people with that. But, (laughs) uh, you know, there's a, I I guess there's a reason that, you know, a lot, uh, you know, people go into those manual labour type worlds, you know, they're not the academics. Um, and, And this is the thing, like I say this to everybody, talking about with cogs in the business, like everybody's got their role. Like we need people to, you know, that aren't very smart but can lift heavy things. You know, I'm one of those guys. But I've met some very smart guys in the industry. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Um, But I I guess guess the the tech industry, it's kind of has to be at the forefront, right, because it it kind of controls how fast, you know, the technology is what. Yeah, yeah, all the like, because all yeah. those other industries pull in the tech, so that'd be a pretty exciting place to work. And I know you, you light up when you get get on your tech, your tech <laughs> stack, get my, get my tech your, geek on, get on your yeah. I was gonna get on, your, I was gonna say on your tech high horse, but I feel tech stack. Get on your tech stacks, so yeah. a better analogy, but um, tish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> never mind me and my poor dad jokes. But so I mean, you talked about how that that sort of industry is moving faster. What, how did that compare to the finance world? Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting. I mean, it's like most, I feel like most corporates as well, they're moving at a much slower pace, but they are mm. conscious of it. They're very conscious of the need to um, shift the balance, if you like. Mm. I don't think any of the industries are there. And like you were talking about this embedded misogyny before, the difficulty is it's embedded, right? Like it's like mm. generationally embedded in both males and females. Yeah. And, you know, we can be annoyed about it all we want and it, we can be annoyed at people for saying things that are misogynistic. Sometimes they're 100% not conscious of it. Yeah. And you can yeah. call them out and they're going, what are you talking about, this patriarchy? I don't see this patriarchy. I'm like, because yeah. you live in it and it's literally genetically embedded in you. It's been happening so long in human beings. And- yeah, I think I think that was one thing that was really important for me in my journey. And, and, you know, part of the reason that I do this is because I want us men to kind of wake up and, and become aware of that, like, and start making those changes. And, you know... It'll help us to understand why women get so triggered by the dumb stuff that comes out of our mouth, right? <laughs> but, but women you know, do it too. Well, women have the embedded misogyny as well because it's also embedded yeah. in us because we've also oh. grown up with the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. So I also like to think of the patriarch. I heard an interesting definition of the patriarchy the other day because we think of patriarchy as men being the power, but I think it's actually about that women didn't have power, I think is the important thing. I think it was that that's really what we're fighting for the balance, the power balance, whether it's men or women, I don't think that really matters. I mean, you can see it, it's showing up in a whole lot of different ways in society. It's actually about they had their powers taken away from them and now they want, well, they never had them. 
be honest. <laughs> Possibly, unless, you know, there might have been some, you know, I don't know, ancient culture that we don't know a lot about. And there are some ancient cultures that were more ancient Egypt and that were less patriarchal in, at some stage. But regardless, you know what I mean? Like that's thousands and thousands of years. And so it's it's actually more about the power and my I experienced that and I don't think I we I don't think I even thought about it at the time mm. of men's power versus women's power. Mm. It was just it happened to be men that were in power and they yeah. had more power than I did in a lot of different ways. And they would if I I felt at one stage, especially in finance, if I wasn't masculine and I didn't behave like the boys that I would never have that power. Wow. And so I even, I called myself out. I remember coming out of a meeting where I was yelling at a guy across the table and he's yelling at me across the table and I've just gone, the guy now has more respect for me, but I am now not the person I want to be. Like that I had to do that. And so that was a big, for me, a turning point, whereas I want to be treated as an equal as me and I think Mm. that's what it's actually about for women is like Mm. I just want to be me and I still want to be treated as an equal you know Mm. I don't and I I don't this might be controversial but I don't (laughs) think men and women are equal they're not well this this was this was the question like I was like oh do I go there but I'm glad you said that because I, I get that we want equality. Yes. And I think that this is the nuance that's really important. Like, do we want women doing the same job as a man to be paid the same? 100%. I'm yeah. all for that. But I think we've also got to lean into the fact or the acceptance. And hopefully there's not women throwing stuff at their radio <laughs> or, or their screen right now. But, but I think there's something to be said, perhaps, or a consideration, choosing my words very wisely, um, that what would happen if we were to, to accept women and men are different and that in certain situations they have roles? Like men can't have babies, yeah. right? And what if we were to change that to being judgmental about that, to being supportive around those things? Yeah. I think the world changes very drastically then. Agree. Um, but also we want to we wanna make sure that that we're also wherever that there is an opportunity for equality, yeah. That we that we we step into that, but not necessarily treating men and women as equals. And I yeah. think this is the toxic extreme I think that maybe people fairness go to. is a better word. Like I think, yeah, because we we have different traits, strengths, weaknesses, just purely because of our physical makeup as well, right? Yeah. And this is. This is our intellectual as well as our physical. There is plenty of studies that prove that women are better at some things and men are better at other things that are mm. intellectual as well as physical. Yeah. And so I think it's about. But it's still based on averages. But it's, it's still- about valuing those strengths of women. And I think that's what hasn't, you know, like the woman that was there, their role was in the home, but it was kind of undervalued. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> oh yeah, no, that's a that's a beautiful point, right? Because yeah. this is this is one thing that I I did too. Like I grossly under undervalued the the women in my life. Uh, my mum, the mother of my children, you know, the the misses, the aunties, the sisters, yeah. or whoever it was, you know, because there was this embedded expectation that that's yeah. what they just did. 
But this is the interesting thing. Like I've worked with many couples now and, you know, the wife takes on that that quintessential role. She kind of falls into that, becoming the secretary in the business, that sort of thing, you know, the admin girl. And the man kind of postures because he's the one making the money, right? And I've got to call that, that bullshit out, right? Because here's the thing. I've sat down and done the calcs with people and we've done we've been through this as well, you know, like how much time and effort does it save the man in air quotations when he doesn't have to do the admin work? Because you know, if you're earning let's say 100 bucks an hour and your your admin girl, admin person yeah is is saving you 20 hours a week doing that, like that's $2000 a week. Yeah. So that has value, right? Yeah. And this is the thing. I see this all the time with business owners. It's like, well, you're you're raising the kids. What are you contributing? And and men and women fighting over this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cash is like the biggest source of um, yeah. tension in the household, right? And it's yeah. like, well, what and I know I would like when I was in that lack scarcity mindset at, at one time, there was many <laughs> cycles through that. <laughs> but you know, it's really easy to fall into that. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you're just cooking and cleaning and rah rah rah. It's like, well, take that stuff away and try and do that for yourself. And I really encourage men to do this as well as women to yeah. to to take the other person out of the situation and just see how much harder your life would be. And a lot of people say my life would be easier and simpler because I wouldn't have to worry about all of those things. But you'd also be doing a ton more stuff for yourself. So. There is definitely inherent value in what the partner, in yeah. whatever whatever capacity they they come to the table with, that what they bring. But anyway, yeah, and the, and also that. like I think we undervalue administrative work, also because mm. it was typically the female that did it, and that was just a you know we undervalued it. But also, females are better at it in a lot of cases because it's just <laughs> a skill set that they're good at. It's the way a yeah. lot of women think in patterns and, you know, like they can connect the dots. We have grown up or grown over generations, sorry, to have to juggle things. Yeah. And so it's a skill set that we're good at, right? And so, and like you just said, but also without that, the rest of the business isn't as valuable either, right? And so we're Mm. supporting, it's like a a foundation, those administrative people support the other, (laughs) the rest of the business but it's just kind of seen as, oh, it's just the admin work, you know? Mm. Um, and so that's, a, to me, that's a, it's a value conversation about value and fairness. Yes, mm. you shouldn't have to do the admin work. This person is very good at the admin work, mm. but it's just as valuable as going out on site and physically performing the job because it's enabling you. Some people have been triggered by that one, I'm sure of it. There's like, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> well, but would you it, prefer but- to go out on site, do the work, and then come home and do the admin work? You can do that yeah. too. And cook your own dinner and clean your own dishes and yeah. make <laughs> your own bed food. and things like that. Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. Mm. People just, the, the amount of times that people are like, oh, I can mow my, I'll mow my own lawn, right? Yeah. And, and I'll save myself 50 bucks from getting a lawnmower guy around. But it takes you, you know, half an hour, an hour to do that. And then it's like, well, you could have been out making that money. That And that was one of, I think, my biggest mistakes early on was I wanted to be the jack of all trades and that's embedded in a whole heap of things, mm. traumas of people letting me down. And it's like, well, if I've got every trade under the sun, I'll never have to worry about <laughs> needing someone, right? But I had it complete. 
podcast. Oh, yeah, I had it completely <laughs> wrong, like so badly around the wrong way. And it's like, no, you're better off going and do what you're good and you love, generating the money and then paying other people that do what they love to, to do yes. those things. But anyway, it's, we digressed. We digressed. <laughs> it's, that's very unlike us. No, um, we never do that. <laughs> so going back to those early days, yeah, what were some of the things, like you said that, you talked about sort of having that fight with that man and and it bringing you out of alignment with who you you are. Is that sort of how do, does that happen still? Like, do you find yourself having? I to don't. Into- it doesn't happen to me anymore. Yeah. But I see other women in workplaces. They may not feel like they have to be the. Actually, no. I still see women who feel like they have to be masculine mm. and the powerful one. Um, I can go into a whole lot of stuff around I I don't think women support women enough. I think the problem is they feel like they need to all of a sudden be the king of the castle, be masculine, and then they, like, just don't support other women and bring the other women up. They almost stab each other in the back to climb to the top. And I'm like, typically men don't actually do that because they have – they build relationships. So what I have seen anyway mm-hmm. is they build relationships and they and then all the women are like, oh, if you're not in the bromance, you get the don't get the promotions. I'm like, join the bromance. Like make your mm-hmm. own bromance. Don't feel like you're on the outside. Make a female bromance, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Can it be a bromance female. though if it's females? Oh, I don't know. What do you call it? Sisterhood? Sisterhood? Sister, yeah, sisterhood. Create a little yeah. sisterhood, <laughs> and there is some of that, but just it's really not strong enough. And mm. I've seen executives come in, and they will sack all the females below them because they feel threatened by them, rather than let's all support each other, mm. you know, and things like that. And so I don't think women are supporting women enough. Yeah. It's not only just about the men; it really is about we all have to support each other. If, if you keep saying you want this, ladies. And then yeah. help the other ladies as well, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and that's so- that's the. I mean, that's a really interesting point, right? Because I mean, some of that comes from you know a bit of fear as well. You Absolutely. know that that they Definitely. they want to be and and look, I I you know from a man's perspective, I certainly see what w- I probably refer to it as top dogging. You know, like yeah. oh, oh yeah. I did this. It's more egotistical. Yeah, you know, then then stabbing each like I think that's the thing. Women tend to knife each other behind the scenes, yeah. whereas men openly top dog each other. You know, I, I agree. The difference so, is top dogging is is public. You know, like they'll yeah. they'll say it out and, and loud, whereas women will actually bring other women down. And I've seen mm. it. Not all. I'm, this is general. I know that sounds generalizing, but I have mm. seen it on more occasions than I care to. Mm. And I, it's so disappointing every time I see it, you know. Mm. And then the other thing is that women need to just start backing themselves. Mm. You know, I think they don't back themselves enough and and they kind of go, well, if you're not in the bromance, you don't get the promotions. And I, and I say to them, join the bromance because mm. I, I'll just rock up and join the boys. Like, I don't care. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't see that separation are- anymore. What about in like smaller businesses, you know, husband-wife combos? I think that'd be really helpful there because, I mean, your husband's got a job, yeah. quintessential job, whereas you've got multiple businesses. Yeah. Like how do you manage that dynamic and how do you, how does that sort of work, you know? Like how, how would you navigate that, I guess? Like because I, I definitely want women to to back themselves, but how do they back themselves when they're kind of the woman? Yeah. Uh, in air quotation, they're not 
seen as an equal? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, how did you navigate your relationship to get to the point where did you just luck get hit the jackpot and find a nice man who is loving and supporting (laughs) or did you have to train him a little bit? Well, I have definitely lucked out, I have to say. (laughs) I've definitely lucked out because he's extremely supportive, extremely supportive. And, like, when I'm beating myself up, he's the guy that says, of course it's hard, you got to take risks, blah, 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 and, like, just keep going. And so uh, that's amazing to have. And I know other women that don't have that, and it makes it very soul-destroying to try and start a business. And we all know, like, especially in the beginning, it can be hard. Hard, mm. like sometimes you're barely breaking even if at all you know um mm. and so if you haven't got that supportive partner it can be really difficult and a lot of women will give up as a result yeah and or it's a hobby business it never becomes a business yeah but- i see i see that a lot i see men and and i'm i've got no problem calling it when i see it these days but you know men making their women you know feel smaller without and so like you said before sometimes it's quite unintentional quite you know subconscious but talk you know oh oh how's your hobby business going you know those statements and those sorts of things or you know just like we've got to be so careful of the language and how it belittles people um you know particularly if they haven't done their own growth work and this is the case most people listening to this sort of podcast, then they're just getting into that personal growth space, that business growth space. And it's not until several years down the track that you start to realise, shit, I've got to watch what I say. Yes, it's going to trigger people and they need to do their work and whatnot, but also I don't need to contribute unnecessarily to the how that person feels in in that moment, you know. And I see, I think as men, you know, just being able to support women more and, and encourage them and, and do that like using your masculinity for that kind of you know providing that love and support is i think would be beneficial anyway certainly what i try to do with the ladies in my life (laughs) (laughs) great look and i think like any relationship the number one thing is just keep those lines of communication open Mm. so you know whenever if if he starts to feel like what's going on there like what's going on in your business i don't know like that he should ask me and then if mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like I said, if I'm starting to feel down on myself because things aren't going to plan or whatever, I should tell him as well because mm. then he has the opportunity to bring me up and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if you are in that situation where you're with someone that isn't supporting you the way that you need them to, you have to tell them that and then give them mm. the opportunity to say why. The tricky thing is, and obviously you know this very well, until you have owned a business, you will never understand what it's like. Mm. And so <laughs> it's really hard to get your partner, if they haven't ever owned a business, to agree with that. Like, you know, to kind of, they need to accept, okay, I mm. don't actually understand what's going on for you. Mm. I've had, like, you can have the most, I used to have a very stressful job, very stressful corporate mm. job. Like, I worked way more hours. But there's a different level of stress than being a business owner and a mm. different level of mental capacity required. And so, and, and also, if you have a job, if shit doesn't go to plan, you can quit the job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't, well, you can quit your business, but it has a whole mm. lot of flow and consequences. Yeah, yeah. And so. It's uh, not a simple process. 
opening and closing a business. No. Whereas quitting a job is and starting a new one is is fairly simple, fairly straightforward. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like even if they don't think about it, they've kind of got that backup plan subconsciously mm. can always be there, right? Definitely. Whereas it's so it's helping your partner understand as best you can by communicating to them mm. how that stress can manifest for you, that it does, that you yeah. have it. And when you will get into those times of overwhelm where mm. there's so much going on in the business, especially as a female, you know, also there's plenty of studies that show in ma- majority of cases, the woman does most of the thinking in the household as well. When's mm. this due? What are we going to buy? When's the bills due? When do the kids have this? Have yep. I washed the uniforms for tomorrow? Like they do that. So they've got to do that thinking plus the business owner thinking. And sometimes it can get doubly overwhelming. Mm. And so, again, and I, I'm guilty of not doing this. I definitely don't do it as often as I should. You then have to go, I'm like doubly overwhelmed. I need you to support me right now. Like I've yeah. got this going on in the business, the house, is, look at the place. Like I don't know mm. what's going on here. Mm. I really need you to help me right now and not yell at them because that obviously doesn't help and then they go, Ooh. Oh. you know, like so yeah. have that open conversation. Yeah, communication is <laughs> definitely the key to success. I say that all the time and yeah. and sometimes that's just being able to have hard chats as the woman with the 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 male in the relationship and and being able to call them on their shit and say, hey, you're doing this thing or I'm not feeling supported and and those sorts of things and and knowing that men traditionally will tip towards anger and frustration when they're triggered and they're being called on their shit you know like we get grumpy and that's not excusing the behavior that's just understanding i guess what you know how that how that happens i would like women to communicate before it gets to the point we have to call them on their shit like if Mm -hmm. you tell them what you need and and the problem is right we the reason why women don't tell them what we need all the time is because we feel like we're nagging, right? Mm. But honestly, most men just don't have a clue. (laughs) They they just don't, (laughs) right? They they don't see the mess. They don't know what you want. And so you Mm. just have to reframe it from nagging as you openly communicating your needs so that it doesn't get to the point where you Mm. blow your top because you haven't asked for three weeks for mm. them to do the thing that you wanted them to do and they didn't see it, you know? And so yeah. and no one responds well to when you, when you blow your mm. top. Males, females, it doesn't matter. And so yeah, that's right. And this is, this is also in the workplace, guys. I think this is important is that I see lots of women where they're like, I work my ass off, but why am I not getting the promotion or why am I not being recognised or being appreciated? And I'm like, because you don't tell anyone. and. Mm. Men have domestic blindness. They can't see what's in front of them. <laughs> and so they just don't see it. They don't think just it's often not deliberate. It's just they don't see it. Yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, the onus is on the women to speak up. Yes, I, yes, I would love men to start. I also would love men to be start to try and be more aware. But this is how we help them be more aware. <laughs> cats join the the podcast yes i love a pet in the podcast (laughs) bloody cats um so so i guess that that all all really good uh, points you make there with i guess transition in the workplace what have you seen 
I guess, from where it was to where it is now? Like, what do you think we're doing well? What do you think we need to do more of? Obviously, you've talked a bit about women communicating in the workplace or even more so at home we were probably talking, but I think it probably means the same for in the workplace too. Yeah, 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 definitely. Where were we? Where are we now? How do you see that? Oh, that's a tricky one. Like we said at the start, I think industry, each industry is a little bit different. Um, And I think it's a collective consciousness, I suppose, about, like we said before, valuing and fairness. And it's not about equality when it's due, like you said. But like for like, you should be paid the same thing, Mm. right? I mean, like for like is very difficult. I'm just going to go there because there's experience. There's a whole lot of things that come in there. Yeah. But anyway, but generally, right, then then that makes sense. I think women are, they are starting to, they're starting to get a voice, you know. It's, 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 that's, that's ultimately the important thing is that yeah. a, they need a seat at the table and they need a seat at the table at all levels. I think that's the important thing. So a lot of people will have, diversity targets in their company of females versus males and they mm. are hitting them but it needs to be a good spread across levels yeah still at the board level as an example really low female like levels really low right. and that's the level where you can start to make real ch- systematic change yeah um at that c level at the board level um, and you know, whoever's listening, like your company might be a small business. It, you could be part of a larger business. You could be subcontracting into a bigger business. Mm. It, you'll see these different things will show up. And so, um, whatever the size your business is, I would love you to be looking at diversity at all levels in the business. And I mean all levels. I think that's the important thing mm. because people will say, "Oh, well, we've got now like lots of managers." I'm like, "You mean like first level line managers?" Yeah. Like, you know, like what about all the way to the top sort mm. of thing? And so, and then being conscious, like we talked about before, of the strengths and weaknesses of different sexes just because we're naturally born that way. Not yeah. because, Don't just go, you have this weakness because you're a male. And obviously this is person-specific because there are plenty of <laughs> men and women that have the opposite, you know, whatever. Yeah, for sure. generalise. Sure. But also value those. Value those strengths in in each gender, um, nice. and then leverage them in your business the best mm. you can to make it the best business it can be, because that's I think it's all good to have diversity. Like okay, so you're a woman, and women are good at typically at this thing. Are you good at this thing? Like, would you say that? Because you know everyone's not a typical woman, mm. and ask people what are you good at? What would you like to do? Mm. Again, it comes back to that communication, and I think I'm seeing that more and different industries are better at it than others i think but they're the sorts of things i I would like to see happen more nice nice um we're getting to the point where we're running out of time but i would love to just wrap up with two extremes i'd like to know what is the worst thing that you probably experienced as a woman in the workplace and what is the best thing yeah, I, I actually not necessarily experienced, experienced or seen, witnessed. You know, so what yeah. is what is some of the toughest things that you've seen yourself or other women go through? And look, I know sexual harassment and and that sort of thing is going to be right up there. And, and maybe it's what you talked about. You know, women not supporting women. And then what's what's the most beautiful thing you've kind of seen or experienced? 
Mm, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Well, my, I love my, low mo- my low moment, obviously, was when I, I felt, and I remember feeling like I had to be masculine and be- behave like a man. Mm. And then I, at that meeting where I was yelling across the table, I was also nine months pregnant. <laughs> it wow. was not a good look. Yeah. Um, so I think seeing other women do that as well is really, I've, now I see it as degrading. I go, why do you do that? To you? Because mm. I'm now so comfortable and accepted because I accept me. I think that's it. Because I accept me, everyone else does as well. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, this is me, guys. Take it or leave it. And everyone takes it. Like, it's great. You know, um, so oh, that's really hard. The worst thing, definitely, definitely sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. More so in the early days. Yeah. Um, and this could be just real, like verbal comments in some cases, mm-hmm. like obviously physical, but verbal comments, which we didn't see as sexual harassment back then. Mm. Honesty, we didn't, and so I find it really controversial. I'm gonna, I'm digressing, but I find it really <laughs> controversial these days where people are now taking sexual harassment claims out on someone from 30 years ago yeah, on something that was actually, I get that it's wrong, but it was 100% yes. culturally accepted back then. That's a challenge, isn't it? Like, isn't I mean, that's that's just a whole nother can of worms, right, treating stuff, I guess, with today's, today's lens. standards. Yeah. Yeah, today's level of acceptance and that sort of thing back then. Yeah, it's, geez, that's uh, a whole... I'll, I love that we we have changed that. You know, I love that that's changed. Mm. And in all levels, not just for females, like for men as well, like for men that were made to feel uncomfortable, now that's not acceptable either. I think think that's great. And And I think this is important, you know. There's always two sides to the the coin. But, yeah, we really want to give that voice to the women, you know, particularly on this podcast anyway. Yeah. And then Mm. the beautiful things I I do see is, is when I do see other women really backing each other and men backing women and not seeing them as a woman. So Mm. I I find that lovely now. Like when I go into some of my clients' work sites and they don't, they just see me as the equal, not as a woman. And I don't feel like I'm a woman at all. There has been the odd case where they've (laughs) just gone, my God, I can't believe you called him out on that thing. How did you do that? I'm like, I don't know, who cares? Like, and, like, and all, the, all the boys are like, I wouldn't call him out on that. Like, yeah, well, It's because wow. I'm a woman. Like, I don't know. But Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, sometimes that's your strength, being able to bring that feminine energy into a masculine environment. Yeah. You, you inadvertently get permission to go there with people. And and I think this is important, you know, rather than us be so, so judgy over this stuff, it's moving to the acceptance of we are who we are we are whatever sex we are, whatever race we are. And I think the acceptance, like the, it's the judgment that causes the problem, you yeah. know, the acceptance yeah. of, you know, that person's a woman and she's earning a squillion dollars because she's the CEO. There's nothing wrong with that. Like it's just a person in that role. And once we pull back all the, I guess, all the things labels. of how, how, yeah, labels, perfect, perfect yeah. wording. It's just people doing jobs, and I think yeah. when we can get to that place, it's going to be a really beautiful world. But um, we uh, we're well over time for what we kind of budgeted for, but um, yeah. that's that's okay. I could I could talk to you for hours about this stuff, and we probably <laughs> created another half a dozen episodes in there. But I just want to like you know publicly acknowledge the the love and support that 
um, you have given me over the years. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. And I just want to honour you for being such an amazing role model to other women out there. I know you've got your own little women as well. Um, and uh, I, I watch with great interest to see how they turn up. It will grow up to be strong, powerful women in, in the world as well. For those of you who are listening, if you are a lady tradie, a tradie lady, if you are the wife, the partner, the significant other, the admin girl in a trades-based business, if you want some love and support that you're not getting at home and you struggle to get that support, then um, you know, reach out to us and let's have a chat, see what we can do to help you. We have our new email address, hello at tradiebusinessschool.com. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying um, International Women's Day Month, please do all the cool things, uh, hit your notification icon, like, subscribe, and share it with another powerful woman in the world. Once again, Lou, thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I look forward to uh, chatting to you again sometime in the near future. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.